1: Sign up and download Grammarly for free at grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done.
0: Bags are packed, are you ready to go?
2: Welcome to episode 295 of the Find Your Food Voice podcast. I'm Julie Duffy Dillon, registered dietitian and partner on your food peace journey. Today, I want to share a recent uh, DM that we got over on Instagram. If you're not following me on Instagram, my handle is foodvoicerd and a recent DM asked, Julie, I am so relieved to not diet anymore the Find Your Food Voice podcast has helped me take these big steps away from dieting after a lifetime of living on diet after diet. I'm looking for more support and found this program I've attached here that says it is not a diet. Do you know anything about it? Do you recommend it? So this is one of the most common DMs or emails that we get. So many people are connecting with like Oh my gosh, I don't have to diet anymore. Like finally that's a, that's an option. And I'm so happy that more people are connecting with that. I'm also thrilled that people are naming that diets are horrible. They don't work and they are like torture. There's another way. They're not sustainable and there is another way. And here's the thing. Dieting has become the Four letter word that is now banned. Like, no one wants to be selling a diet. No one wants to be associated with their program or their support to be called a diet. Does that mean it no longer exists? (laughs) I wish. Of course not. It's just trendy to be non diet. Yet changing the name and using different words doesn't mean it isn't full of rules, restrictions, and wreak havoc on your relationship with food. I often say that diets are seductive, and I want you to know that even if a diet is not called a diet, (laughs) it still can be just as uh, seductive and just as destructive to your relationship with food and your body. So besides this kind of direct message or email, I also get pitched often to... um, for someone to be a guest on my show. And there are a number of things that I like to scan in a program to see if I would even think about allowing this person to sit in front of you and share how they think someone can rewire and heal the relationship with food. I don't let most people, I mean, most of those pitches are deleted (laughs) within seconds. Um, but if I'm not sure, I do scan the website and social media for certain things. And same for this direct message that I got, I, whenever someone sends over a link, there are seven things that I look for right away. And so this episode, I wanted to share them with you. I want to share the ways to help to spot a diet seduction in disguise. So before we get to that, and before we get to a commercial break, I wanted to let you know something really special that is happening. So the Find Your Food Voice podcast is almost at episode 300. I can't believe it. I can't believe that we've been chatting this long. That's a long time for us to be connecting. And I'm so grateful that you've been a part of this, either from the beginning or you've come along. Um just where we are now. And with episode 300, I can't just let the episode go by without acknowledging how fucking fantastic it is to have 300 episodes of this podcast. And so what I'm hoping to include in episode 300 is information from you, the listener. In particular, what I am hoping you will do is let us, the other listeners know how this podcast has impacted your life. So I've gotten so many emails and DMs, and even just people I run into on the street who will tell me how listening to this podcast has helped them to reject diets, to recover from their eating disorder, or even better, helped them to now want to help others to recover from their eating disorder or to reject diets. Like people have decided to become dietitians and therapists and other health healthcare providers focusing on fat positive care because of listening to the show. That is just so amazing and honestly that's what energized me to keep doing this for over 300 episodes. So, if you are willing to share this, we have a phone number for you to call and leave a message. So the phone number is going to be in the show notes, but I'll name it here just in case too. It's 336 336- 273 2808 Again, it's 336-273-2808. And just leave a message on that voicemail. And what will happen is if you do leave a message there, please know that we may share your message. If you don't want to share the message, but you still want to leave one, just make sure you explicitly say that in the message. We won't share it if you don't want to. You can also shoot us an email and that's at info at juliedillonrd.com. And I would love to know how the podcast has impacted your life. So let us know. And I'm so excited to share these responses with you very, very soon. All right. And of all that, we are going to get to a quick sponsor break and then hear the seven diet, diet seductions in disguise. Are you ready to divorce the dumpster fire that is your PCOS diet? Oh my gosh, I totally want to help. This episode of the Find Your Food Voice podcast is brought to you by my PCOS roadmap. My PCOS Power roadmap gives you the first three steps away from dieting to help you manage PCOS. And when I say without dieting, I really mean without dieting. There is another way. You can learn in this roadmap how to start your food peace journey while living with PCOS. And you also will really uncover why you're not to blame for, quote, failing at your diet, what cravings really mean, and what you should do about the whole scale as you're navigating PCOS and managing the symptoms. So you can get to this free roadmap over at julieduffydillon.com slash voice. Again, get your first three steps away from dieting while living with PCOS, the PCOS Power Roadmap, at Julie slash voice. All right, let's get to the episode.
0: The good with the I see how the world turns round. Home is with you wherever that may
2: All right, let's get started with the first thing I scan for. For a diet seduction in disguise, and that first one is a weight loss mention in a testimonial. Yes, this is the first thing I do: is I look on a website or a person's page for testimonials, and I scan those testimonials. And if someone in there mentions weight loss as a way to sell their service, their product, their program, I know that they are trying to seduce you into thinking, if you just follow the script, then you will have a body like everyone is supposed to have. Even if it says it's non-diet, it will sometimes still have weight loss in a testimonial. So look for that first thing. It is um, often when someone pitches to be a guest on my podcast, this is the very first thing I look for. I go to that testimonial page. Because if they're saying that weight loss is a byproduct of this space product program, then they still think smaller is better. But you (laughs) are what's important and better, not the size of your body. So I recognize when someone's in this space promoting weight loss, well, there's still a lot of unpacking to do of their anti-fat bias. All right, let's move to number two. The next thing I do is scan for one keyword, and that is the word overeating. Overeating can often be in a space, and sometimes you'll see that word or hear that word from me, but I'm either going to name if it's audio or put in the copy bunny ears or quotation marks. But if someone is talking about overeating as a bad thing, then I am concerned about how this is a diet in disguise. One thing I appreciate is that eating disorder recovery and fat positive spaces can be very wordy. There's not a lot of ways to have kind of like clickbait. And there's a reason for that. It takes a lot of nuance to really get to the space to explain how problematic and how problematic diet culture and fat phobia, how, how they are such a problem. And I know for a lot of people that experience, naming it as overeating is a lot of how people will connect with my work and connect with non-diet spaces. But as time goes on, my hope is for you to look back to that time or to that experience Whether you're continuing with that same kind of experience and not identifying it as quote, overeating, but rather a part of a bigger experience. And if someone is saying that their program or diet, or not diet, because they're not actually going to call it a diet, their program or service will stop your overeating, they're missing the point because eating less is prioritized then over healing. I think it's so important to always prioritize healing first. Okay, number three. Number three is there's a mention of healthy weight without dieting. Like I look for that exact phrase because I see it so often. And like I said in the introduction, dieting is like the new four-letter word. It is banned. It is something that I know many people who are health professionals like dietitians and people who are just selling kind of health services they know that the word diet is something that now has a negative connotation and so if they say healthy weight without dieting well then it kind of helps a person to think okay this is a good program and i still get to lose weight without dieting what is a healthy weight i hope you have that question when you see healthy and weight together i hope the the next thought for you is what it actually is a healthy weight. Is it BMI? No, that's total bullshit. If hearing BMI is bullshit is a new concept for you, I highly recommend listening to um, a BMI episode on the maintenance phase podcast. They dive deep into like why it's such a problem, but a healthy weight is like, we're not, we don't live in this vacuum. It's not something that we can um, identify It reminds me just to say that nutrition science is just not that sexy. We don't have access to these exact points because we don't live in a vacuum. And your body weight is going to change throughout your life. That's like one thing that's certain. And there's no way to know what your healthy weight is going to be because weight is not a behavior. Weight is not indicating health. And you deserve access to all the things outside of what that weight would be anyway. So a reminder, just because someone calls it not dieting doesn't mean it isn't a diet. All right, we're going to take a quick sponsor break and we'll be right back with the next four ways to spot diet seductions in disguise Welcome back. We are going to continue our discussion on seven diet seductions in disguise. And just as a recap, number 1 was weight loss in a testimonial, number 2, "mentioned quote," overeating as a bad thing, and 3, healthy weight without dieting. So number 4 is often with number 3, sneaky fools. <laughs> but number 4 is a mention of ditching the scale. Yet clothes fit better. You will see this a lot. And if I see mention of the scale as a bad thing, and then in the same sentence, yet your clothes will fit differently, well, I hope that rings a bell for you or like sounds an alarm that they're still saying smaller is better. And it's very similar to number three about like they're talking about this quote healthy weight or they're talking really about making your body smaller. This is not actually moving away from dieting. This is not actually moving away from focusing on your body being fixed. It's still making an individual thing and that they have a solution to sell you. So that was number four, ditch the scale, let your, get your clothes fit. All right. So number five, is something that goes more towards the food portion of the conversation. Instead of just the the scale, what I will see oftentimes is food described as healthy or clean. There will be statements like there's no good or bad foods, yet healthy or clean is all over it. There's this food moralization or hierarchy what I also see, especially for those who are trying to sell a non-diet approach, yet still kind of stuck in this moralization, is that they say that they will help you crave healthy foods again. Oh my gosh, that is a big, big red flag. Another one, to, another way to catch this kind of this um, fifth way is you will often see the phrase "lifestyle change." So when diet became this nasty four-letter word and the connotation changed from a positive to a negative, very quickly, the phrase lifestyle change was put out there as a way to replace it. It's not a diet. It's a lifestyle change. This is what I think I'm seeing now because lifestyle change became quickly just another word for diet, although I still see it used a lot, but I think it's something that people recognize now. Is a way to know if something is actually a diet, but spinning it to mean, hey, my program will help you crave clean foods again or healthy foods again. Um, You know, this is just another way to seduce you into thinking that they have this magic solution into helping you to fix your body when it's not about you and your body. It's about these big systems that we need to change. All right. Are you ready for number six? Number six is one that you will see in the pictures. So again, if someone asks me to review a service or an influencer or a new type of plan, I will just scan the pictures. If I see before and after after pictures, that's it. It's a big no for me. (laughs) Before and after pictures have no place in this conversation. No place at all. They're often combined with... Um, the one I'm going to tell you, the the grand finale number (laughs) here, um, you will see lots and lots of before and after pictures. What you will often notice is lighting is different. The angles are different. So you know that there's some gimmick going on, but it is a really smart way to sell the service because the before picture often has a very sad, disengaged kind of face. And the after is happier, better lighting, and the angle to look thinner. I do often see the sitting versus engaged and laughing out loud, just laughing with your mouth open for the after. This again is selling a gimmick. It is selling kind of this like, way to improve yourself. It's a seduction again. It's trying to trap you into thinking that you follow this formula and you will be laughing out loud and no longer just sitting back and watching. All right. Are you ready to get to our last and final way that diets can be in disguise? This one is really, really nasty in my book. It's super slick and gimmicky. Oh, and it is so wrapped up in bullshit because I often see it in very personal spaces. What I mean by that is in my own like personal, like not professional, but my personal kind of Facebook feed where I just really am sharing silly photos of my kids with family and friends. I am seeing a formula of, Sharing an idea that will help you to have this kind of experience, this transformation, and sell their product. This I call the MLM formula. I don't think I came up with like this formula, it's just kind of what I've noticed. And um, I have a feeling there's a lot of thought pieces in this area already, but the MLM or multi-level marketing formula. I'm not going to name any products, but if you are on Facebook and have like a personal Facebook feed, I have a feeling you've seen this. And it's a big part of how, um, these current diet companies are telling folks who are selling this product to rely on their family and friends to get the word out and encourage them to have a little mystery But also help pull people in using emotions for a transformation. Again, it is really nasty. And it's something that when I would read some of these in the beginning, I was like, these are good. And when I mean good, I don't mean like morally good, I mean real smart copy, um, like a, a path to writing copy that helps people to really wanna like find out more. So the formula that I've noticed is a first and foremost a story of a struggle. There's often a picture of a person in this story of struggle, and this story is often super relatable. Chaotic times with kids, um, not getting a lot of sleep, overworked, and undervalued, and just feeling really, really bad about yourself. And at the same time, mentioning values. Like I value blank and I know you do too. There's this this kind of way of connecting with, we share this in common. We share these struggles and we share these values. Then three, there's this depressed experience. I hear that named more than anything. Like I was depressed and I did not believe in myself. And then four, took a chance on myself. Not really even saying with what or how, but just, I was depressed and did not believe myself, but then I decided to take a chance on me. And then five, now I feel count, confident, free, healthy, me, like I'm back to myself. Then number six, when you're like, wait, what, what happened here? What did you do? I need to know. Um, number six is DM me for the super easy way to blank. and. Followed up by number seven, you deserve it. Don't you think you deserve it? We value the same thing. And then DM me for details. There's like this mystery, vagueness, but an obvious before and after transformation often accompanied with our number six before and after pictures. And the background message is don't be stupid. You are currently not aligning with your values. So DM me so you can start to live your life. I want to share this magical way of being. This again, this is super nasty to me because it preys on family and friends and sells something like this transformation. Now, as I talk about the MLM formula, I have a feeling. You have experienced this, maybe with some friends at your place, show, place of worship, or on your Facebook feed, or on some groups that you um, have. Like, I know, like mom Facebook groups that I'm a part of. I often would see this discussed, <sighs> and you may be curious which ones I'm talking about. And I'm not going to name them because they kind of are all the same. I even say it see it for things that are not diets; um, they are clothing kind of companies. So it's something that you'll see over and over and over again. And just know that this is not magical. If you feel this kind of magical kind of pull reading those, that means they're doing a really good job with their copy. But what I've gathered noticing this, I started noticing this MLM formula in Facebook, uh, I think over five years ago now. And there's been lots of weight cycling that's happened from this. When I was seeing folks one-on-one, especially uh, people with PCOS, they often re- re- report that their super complicated relationship with food and lots of shame and blame about not being able to have their shit together came from starting this um, MLM formula and buying into it, doing the program. It may be kind of, quote, working in the beginning, but then le- led to more weight regain and so much more shame because it didn't work and feeling like I failed. Not that this system was wrong. All right. So there you have it. Those are my top seven ways to spot a diet that is trying to seduce you. These seven diet se- seductions in disguise. I encourage you to save this episode in case you come across something and you want to know if it passes Julie's sniff test. (laughs) If it can go through these seven things, it may just be okay. If it provokes some kind of magic wand, that's a good way to know to pause and wait and do some due diligence and talk to other people who've, um, experimented with this program or worked with this influencer and see if, as you pull more layers back, if one of these seven things does in fact pop up. Because sometimes you have to kind of get into the program a little bit more to actually hear one of these seven things. But like I said, save this episode, share it with folks who need to be aware of these diet seductions in disguise and I hope it helps I hope it helps you to not get sucked in and to remind you that you don't need to be fixed we need to fix this world and we can only do that by coming together and rejecting diets and diet culture all right so I need to wrap up a wrap up for today, but this episode of the find your food voice podcast was brought to you by my PCOS roadmap. You can get to it. And the first three steps away from diet culture, living with PCOS on my website, Julie Duffy, slash voice. If you enjoyed this episode, like I said, share it. I would love if you shared it. That's one of the the best things you can do in the apple podcast algorithm to help more people find the show is just to share it however you can on your social media or just sharing it in a text message to a friend um, and again it helps bump up the show so more people can find us and we need everyone to come together to fight that culture so i thank you in advance All right. Well, I look forward to seeing you next week. Actually, I'm not going to see you. I look forward to talking with you next week in the next Find Your Food Voice podcast. And until then, take care. Thank you for listening. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and this is the Find Your Food Voice podcast. Ready to join the anti-diet movement and take the food voice pledge? Go to julieduffydillon.com and sign your name to the growing list of people saying no to diets and yes to their own food voice. The Find Your Food Voice podcast is produced by me, Julie Duffy Dillon, and my team of kick-ass folks. I couldn't make the show without Yelly Cruz, assistant producer and resident book feed, and Colleen Bremner, customer service coordinator and professional hype master. Audio editing is from Toby Lyles at 24 Sound. Music is Fly Free by Hartley. Are you looking for episode transcripts? Get them at JulieDuffyDillon.com where you can also submit letters for the podcast, give us feedback, and sign the Food Voice Pledge. We need your voice to end diet culture. We literally can't do this without you. Subscribe to the Find Your Food Voice podcast to get weekly inspiration and education on how we can defeat diet culture and reclaim our own food voice. I look forward to seeing you here next week for another episode of the Find Your Food Voice podcast. Take care.